If you notice from your bulletin cover, we're talking about heroes of the Bible, and we're looking at a series of them. And last week we looked at uh, Samson, a man who let his craves get the best of him, but finished well when he uh, destroyed his enemies and their temple and lost his own life in the process. But today I want to look at the Apostle Paul, one of my favorite people in the Bible, of course next to Jesus. And we all know about his Damascus Road experience in the early part of his ministry, but I want to look at an incident that took place and is recorded in Acts 27 and 28. Paul is being sent to Rome for a trial. Now, Paul believed all along that God was going to send him to Rome to allow him to go there and preach. Now he's on a ship heading to Rome, which he had advised the crew. Can we put the map up? He had advised the crew, if you look uh, right above the inn on Mediterranean, in that island there of Cyprus, not to put out to sea because he had had a premonition from God that, that it was going to be bad, but the crew went ahead against his advice and sailed towards Rome. And so they were in stormy weather for days upon days upon days. In fact, Paul went into prayer and fasting and and. An angel came to him in Acts 27, 23 and said, not one of you will be lost. So what we see here with Paul is with us, sometimes you go through things that isn't because of something you did. Sometimes you go through things where you did everything right and you can't figure out the reason why certain things happen. Paul was going on trial for crimes he didn't commit. And now there is a shipwreck coming because the captain and the crew wouldn't listen to him. And now Paul is going through a storm because of someone else's stupid decision. See, Paul's shipwreck is showing us that God can use other people's bad decisions to shape us and to get us to our God-given destiny. With Paul, God's purpose was still intact even though the ship went down. We see Paul or God working to create situations in Paul's life that produce revelation. Just like God can do in your life and my life, you may find yourself in a shipwreck and God doesn't give you the reasons for that shipwreck, but He gives you revelations. Did you hear me? In the shipwrecks we experience, we may not find out the reason, but we will have God show us the revelation. Revelation in those times of storms and crises that you are still my child and you belong to me. And operating by revelation is important because when you operate by reason, sometimes you'll be up, sometimes you'll be down. It's based on feelings and emotions. Where operating by revelation lets us know that God is good, that God is with us, that He will never leave us or forsake us. So when you get in trouble, you don't need reason, you need revelation. And when the shipwreck came, Paul didn't need to know the why. Paul needed to know the who, the revelation. 
So in your life, you may not know why things are happening in your life, but as a follower of Jesus Christ, you can know the who. So what we see here is all 270 plus members of the ship made it ashore. And once safely on shore, we find out that they were on the island of Malta, which we saw uh, on the map. And Malta means refuge. See, the grace of God didn't prevent the consequences of the decisions of the captain and the crew, but it did give them a place of safety to land. After days on the stormy sea, they were safely ashore. And it says in Acts 28:2, the islanders showed kindness, built a fire, welcomed them, though it was raining and cold. So Malta was an unfamiliar place with an unfamiliar language, and they're shivering in cold. And Malta can be a place that many times we find ourselves. Maybe God is letting Paul that you're going to end up in Rome, but here's a detour I've given you. Have you ever ended up somewhere where you didn't plan on being? See, Malta is that place you didn't plan on staying. Malta is that season you didn't plan on experiencing. Malta is the, is the layoff that you didn't see coming. Malta is that relationship you didn't see ending. Malta is that emotional place that you didn't think you'd ever have to experience because you saw other people coping with depression, but you never thought you would experience it. You saw other people's kids go crazy and do wild things, but you never thought your kids would be one of them. You thought your marriage was a storybook marriage, but it isn't ended up like you thought it would. Or maybe you thought you'd be married by now and you aren't. Malta is that place where someone who was there for you and you thought would always be there for you isn't anymore. Haven't we all been to our own Malta? So here is Paul surviving the shipwreck and the storm. Now let me ask you, have you ever survived something? Have you ever been at a point where you've almost given up hope? Where all of a sudden, like Karen's children's sermon, where you're, you're drowning and somebody reached down and throws you the lifesaver or pulls you out of that stuck place? See, here the islanders are so kind to those 270 shipwrecked people. And they build them a fire. And I like it. Paul's not a lazy preacher. He goes around and collects wood and, and decides to help them build a fire. But then we see in, in Acts 28.3 that as he's gathering brush and putting wood on the fire, a snake, a poisonous snake, bites him. Not only bites him, but attaches itself to his hand. So, here's Paul. In prison for preaching the gospel, shipwrecked, because of the stupid decisions of the sailors. He's cold on Malta, shivering in an unfamiliar place, just thinks he's made it to safety and a snake bites him. Just when he thought the struggle was over, here comes something else. And hasn't it been like that in your life too? And look at what the people did. 
They said this man claims to be God's man, a preacher of the gospel. So why isn't your God protecting you? How did you get bit out of 270 people you did? So what we see here is when bad things happen, isn't it true that people often pile on? Hadn't you heard it said before? Yeah, if I'd been her husband, I would have left her too. Or yeah, those kids were rotten. I could have told them that before they... So we know and we know how people can be. And when we go through some of these things we go through, Satan's great at sending doubts about God our way. So what we see happen is they think he must be a murderer. He must have done something wrong. He must be out of God's will. And they wait for the ill effects of the snake bite on Paul. And isn't it true that we see here Paul to shake the snake off? And he showed those people that he was going to survive. Paul knew he was going to survive. He had had a revelation from God that he was going to Rome. So he couldn't die on this island. Paul knew God would never leave him or forsake him. Paul knew that he was more than a conqueror. And he knew that he had to survive and make it. See, Paul had a revelation. And he didn't worry about the reasons. How many times do we get stuck in the whys of why things happen the way they are in our life? Where maybe God is wanting those around us to see us go through our maltas, to shake off the snake or whatever it is that is, that is burdening us. Where God wants them to see that we can make a difference in spite of the shipwrecks and the snake bites. So Paul survived. And what we see here is that he lived through the crisis. And what it did was open the door up for, for him to see the, the head of the, of the island of Malta. So he is able to, to be one that is able to go and talk to, the, talk to the, the governor of the island. So what we see here is, you know, there's Malta's. And at this point, Paul had to make a decision. Is he going to be dealing with misery or mission? You see, he had to decide, is, is Malta going to be a place of misery or a place of mission? Where what we see Paul doing here is what we see Paul doing here on his Malta is he says, I am a preacher of the gospel. I preached in Jerusalem and all over the Mediterranean. And I'm heading to Rome to preach. So why not choose mission over misery here? And we have to choose that too, don't we, in our lives? There are times that we can pick misery on our Maltas. And we can choose to be miserable or we can choose to do ministry. And that's what Paul decided. As he went to meet with the island chief, he discovered the island chief's father was, was sick, and Paul went in and healed him. And as a result of his healing and Paul choosing to be one that ministered to those around him, a revival broke on on the island of Malta. See, our opportunities, our opportunities are often a byproduct of a diversity that we go through. 
How many of you see the adversity that you're facing as actually an opportunity? It may not be in Rome. It may not be in Jerusalem. It may be on Malta. And see, your Malta is what you make of it. And after Paul had healed that leader and the revival broke out, God had miraculous things happening. So where is your Malta? Your Malta may be changing diapers, raising kids. Your Malta may be that you're stuck at that job in an unhappy environment, an unhappy workplace with a terrible boss, and you're just waiting and suffering through your Malta. See, we need to be people that understand Paul never wanted to be there on Malta. But once he was there, he saw his ministry. See, what we go through is what makes us who we are. What we go through is what makes us who we are. Malta's happen. And there are times that we have no control over things, and it can be scary. But think about Paul. For Paul, when the wind took control of the boat, Paul knew that God was controlling the wind. And as Christians, we have to believe that God has you stationed right where He wants you. And that God can use you at your Malta.